Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode 114, entitled Introducing Split Hero for Split Testing with Adam Lacey. It was published on the 7th of February 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined a little bit later, as I've just said, by Adam Lacey to talk about his new SaaS app called Split Hero. However, before we begin that, just a couple of things I'd like to mention. If you wouldn't mind going over to the WP Builds website, you can find that at wpbuilds.com. We've got a whole bunch of links at the top. The first link that I want to point your attention to is the subscribe link. And if you go over there, you'll find a form where you can get on our WP Builds newsletter. We only send two out a week usually to say that this podcast has come out and also to say that the Monday news has come out as well. There's a link to the Facebook group, which has got nearly 1,900 members, always chatting about all things WordPressy. It's incredibly friendly. And then there's some other links. The Facebook Messenger updates will alert you that the episodes have come out via Facebook Messenger. Same thing on Slack. And also we put everything that we do out on our YouTube channel as well. So you can find everything there. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash YouTube. There's a webinars link at the top of the website as well. And you'll see if you go there that we've got three webinars coming up. If you've got an interest in CRM tools, especially CRM and marketing tools inside of WordPress, we've got uh, Adrian Toby coming on from Groundhog to talk about that plugin. We've also got Chris Badgett from Lifter LMS talking about the learning management system solution that he's got called Lifter. And also we've got Oliver Sild from WebArcs. And if you're into ITSEC and website security, then WebArcs might be something you want to look at. All three of those uh, webinars will be kind of informative, showing you how it works and register. And you can ask the questions of the founders in a way that you'll probably never get to do again. If you go to the deals page on the website, then you'll be able to see a whole load of deals, deals on Project Hoddle, Groundhog, If So, WP Ultimo, Beaver Team Pro, Main WP, Blog Vault, Malcare, Toolset, WP Security Audit Log, and Widget Options. Loads of stuff there, loads of money to be saved. So go and check it out. There's lots and lots of good stuff there. Just one more thing, I suppose, and that's go to wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute if you'd like to come on and help me help everybody else. The idea is that you come on and for about 15 minutes or so, you talk about something that you've done that you're proud of. And we've got quite a few of those coming up. So that'd be nice if you want to do that. wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute. And if like our other advertisers, you fancy advertising on the podcast, please Go to wpbuilds.com, advertise, and you can let us know whether you'd like banner ads or audio ads. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Project Huddle. Are you still using email for client feedback? Well, there's a better way. With Project Huddle, client feedback has never been easier. Point, click, and type interactive comments right on top of any website. For 20% off, visit projecthoddle.io forward slash WP builds. 
and the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a Page Builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and other Page Builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you and your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And we thank all of our sponsors for their kindness and keeping the lights on at WP Builds. Okay, let's get on with it. Today, talking to Adam Lacey from the UK all about his brand new, very, very new SaaS app called Split Hero. It's uh, an app which enables you to do split testing. So you might, for example, create a page and then create an alternative page and wish to know which one is performing better. Well, that's what Split Hero is all about. As I said, Adam's in the very early stages. He's looking for some founders to come on board and help steer the way that the project is created over time. So very, very interesting. He's a very straightforward, honest guy. And I commend this episode to you. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. This is an interview this week and today, uh, all the way from the UK, just down the road really, is Adam Lacey from Split Hero, his new project. Hi Adam. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. We've um, we've had quite a long chat actually before we uh, we started this recording, so we've, we, we've got a lot to say because um, Adam's starting out on a really interesting journey. Perhaps it's a journey that you've tried before or maybe something that you have aspirations of doing before because Adam has made a decision that he's going to start a SaaS product called Split Hero. He's been working with WordPress for years and years and years. In fact, probably going back about two years ago, we had him on the podcast as one of our very first early guests, probably like guest number five or something like that. Um, So Adam, what's Split Hero? Sure. So I built Split Hero to be a user-friendly A-B split testing platform. Um, And the idea is that it's affordable, user-friendly, and it works with any CMS, although we all prefer WordPress, and any page builder. So that's kind of the idea. Okay. Now, for those of us who haven't been in the game for very long, because we we have quite a lot of new listeners each week, what is is a split test? I mean, sometimes referred to as A-B testing and probably some various other names. But what is the point of it? Why would we want to do it? Amongst all the other myriad things that we've got to learn, what's what's the purpose of split testing? Yeah, sure. So the idea is to basically test two different variations of a page um, and see which one leads to more conversions and the user taking the action you want them to take. So whether that be filling in an inquiry form, signing up for a newsletter, um, all that kind of stuff, really. So what you do is have two variations of a page, put those URLs into our platform. Um, Our platform would dynamically filter traffic between those pages automatically. And then over time, we normally suggest at least a month, but over a series of months, you will then start to get a better picture of what page technically users are reacting better to. Um, and the, the benefit of all this is obviously you're getting more conversions from the traffic you currently get in. So you're converting more traffic to leads. Mm. Is, it just, um, is it just pages that this works on or is it possible to inject... I don't know, iframes within a page such that, you know, it's maybe just a paragraph that you're changing or just a row that you're changing? Or is it best, does your platform go for URL specific pages only? 
Yeah, so at the moment, the platform works just on URLs. So you'd put in, but obviously what you decide to do on that page is totally up to you. So if you want to change something really minor, that's absolutely fine. Um, obviously, if you want to have two URLs that are vastly different as well, that's absolutely fine. So, but we're just working on the core premise of taking the URL and doing the dynamic sort of traffic filtering and the measuring of data uh, for you. Um, and the main reason we don't went that route is because it does allow people with less technical knowledge to get up and running hmm. and also allows, like I said, that flexibility to use like any page builder and any CMS really. Okay, so let's say that I've got um, two pages and I'm driving traffic to those two pages. Presumably, I drop the URLs into Split Hero. Then, presumably, I'm, I'm stop me when I go wrong, which will probably be in about the next five <laughs> seconds. It will give me a new URL, a Split Hero URL, which I then, let's say, paste into my email marketing campaign. Uh, and then people click on that, hopefully. Split Hero decides which one of those two variations it's going to serve up. It serves it up to them. They interact with either A or B. Um, but then we have to make a decision about which is the winner. So how does Split Hero know? How does it present information about which is the most successful of A or B? Yeah, so it works ever so slightly different to that. So what we do is if you had the url of your main page you're going to be creating is just for example forward slash landing page and then the variation of that is going to be like forward slash landing page two um you would give us we always use url a as the core url and then obviously we variations because we're going to go up to a b c and d on the platform so you'd be able to add, add up to three other urls to compare against okay and what you do is every time you share the core URL, so that'd be the first one. That is what our, our platform will basically just divert traffic based on that. So you won't need, you won't get a unique URL for us. You literally just keep sharing your main one, and we do the rest. Huh? How does that work from a technical point of view? How does it um, know that, like, for example, if I'm working on a WordPress site, how does my WordPress site know actually? I should be serving up variation B or C or D as opposed to A if um, if it's on my own domain with my own uh, correct URL. Yeah, so what we'll do is part of the setup is you'll get a small snippet of JS code to just put into the head of the website, um, and it's super straightforward for anyone to do. And you literally copy and paste that in, and then that will tell uh, that will talk to the website to tell it to dynamically move the traffic between certain URLs. Um, and then that way, what we'll do is we'll measure, uh, we'll get some key data. So we'll get the each variation paging split hero. You'll see how many views it gets, uh, the bounce rate, how long people spend on that page. And over time, because we'll, we'll basically ask you for also as part of the setup, we ask for a conversion page or a goal page. Um, so if you think of that as if someone fills in a form and it goes to a thank you page, that would be your goal URL. Mm -hmm. So you'd put that into Split Hero. Then obviously, after we serve up all different variations across loads of, loads of different traffic, eventually you'll start getting conversions on those. And over time, we'll measure which one's getting to the thank you page more, essentially. I see. So the winner is decided upon... So let's say, for example, that we serve up two variations, A and B, yeah. and A is visited, uh, I don't know, 1,500 times. And from A, 
the the landing page, the thank you page rather, is visited 30 times, then you know that it's 30 over 1500. But if B is visited 700 times and the thank you page is visited 500 times, 500 over 700, you can see clearly which the winner is. And, and that's how it's decided, yeah? Exactly, yeah. Ah, perfect. And so do you then get kind of data back from the platform? Does it, after a certain period of time, is the intention that it will announce what the winner is for you and perhaps do things like email you and say, look, we've got a winner, it's time to make a decision and, you know, strip out the A-B testing and just stick with the winner? Yeah, so I don't think there's any time you should stop A-B testing. A-B testing is something you should continue to do because obviously all you're doing is continually seeking improvement. So there's never a reason to stop doing it because obviously, you know, if you can keep getting better and better results mm. at the traffic you get in, then obviously that that's beneficial for not just yourself, but if you're doing it for clients as well, um, obviously it's beneficial to them. But yeah, it gets to a point, part of the five-step process of setting up on the platform, your first split test um, is you set a campaign length amount of time. So you can set that for a week, a month, six months. And at the end of that time is when you'll get the notification to say, campaign's finished, this is the results. Um, and further down the line, we would like to get to the point as well where we're doing sort of PDF reporting and we'll be able to have that automatically email out to either the, the user or if they've done it for clients, automatically email clients as well. Okay, so is this something that you can use on, you know, a client's website? It's not just necessarily related to your website. So in your Split Hero dashboard, depending on the level that you uh, require, you would be able to set this up for clients and uh, hopefully in the future it would be able to kind of work out, okay, we've got a result there, tell the client as well as you who the winner is, What sorry, what the winning page is and so on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is, there's, like I say, there's um, obviously a massive benefit to using it on your own websites, uh, but it's also a great op opportunity to be able to sell split testing to clients because there's been a real surge of people building landing pages for clients over probably the last sort of 12 to 18 months. Um, it seems to be landing pages and funnels are obviously the next big thing. And this will allow, as part of that, you know, if you can offer split testing alongside with the creation of the landing pages, you're through that, you're also getting a continuous stream of work because once you set up two landing pages for a client, you set up your split test and you upsell that to them and say, look, we're going to find out which one's better. Obviously, like I say, a month down the line, you might give them the results and say, hey, we found the better one. Why don't we run it again and see if we can get even better? you then got that opportunity to sell them another landing page design. So um, it's really a good way, to, like I say, to build up that rapport of clients as well. And it's something you could build into support plans. It, it, you know, if you've got a high-level care plan, um, you could be using that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting point. I know that there's an awful lot of moves at the minute to to sort of bolster what's in the care plan. And admittedly, I don't do any sort of split testing. I've, I've encountered it. I kind of know anecdotally what it is, but it's not something that I do. Uh, so it's definitely an area which I could start selling. Uh, it's really, really fascinating. The Obviously, this is sort of growing in popularity. Like you say, landing pages have, over the last period of years have become kind of, in many ways, a lot of people have replaced websites simply with landing pages and things like that. Yeah. Um, what got you into this? I know that you've got a heritage with working with WordPress. And we, like I say, we had you on for a discussion about 
about that years ago. Why did you decide to move into making a SaaS product? Yeah, so um, I still love what I do, you know, what we do as an agency. Um, However, I like the, I always feel the web industry is continuously shifting. Um, And we, I've, had this concept of this platform for about two years so and it's finally got to the point we sort of you know decided to batten down the hatches and uh, give it a go so (laughs) we've sort of taken the ball by the horns and decided to we spotted the gap in the market because the current products out there are very much aimed at the enterprise level of the market so they tend to be they're fantastic but they're very complex and they're very expensive um or on the flip side, you have the free version of Google Optimize, um, which, again, is not too bad, actually. It's pretty good. But the issue with that is, again, it's complex to get up and running, and a lot can go wrong during the setup. And it gets to the point most people give up, put it that way. Mm-hmm. So um, this is to combat that. It's to make, obviously, it more efficient for people who do want to do split testing to do it without the tech know-how and without having to spend either hours trying to work it out themselves or having to pay someone to set it up for them. Um, so a couple of years ago, you're sort of sitting there and you get this idea and you say to yourself, well, boy, I mean, I've wrangled with split testing enough times now. I know there's a gap in this market. Uh, I want to do something about it. And we had a chat about this because there's a there's a very honest story uh, in here, which Adam's going to sort of tell us all about the financing and the, the development and all of that kind of stuff. What, what, what was the process two years ago that you went through? How did you get to the point... You, where you are now uh let's begin there two years ago what were the things that you went through to get to the point where you've almost got a SaaS app ready to launch yeah so two years ago i'd probably say a a solid year of that was on and off brainstorming and mind mapping basically of like you know what should be included what shouldn't be included you know ideally what would it do and in the future what would be like fantastic if it could do um and then after a year like so i'm on and off sort of brainstorming i sort of dropped it then it rolled around again and i spent sort of six months looking at the option of doing it as a plugin um so initially my initial idea because i use much like yourself use beaver builder uh, the initial idea was to create it as a split tested beaver builder tool interesting um uh, mm. Around about that time, a company called Seedprod basically done just that. <laughs> so I was like, ha, huh, pipped to the punch. <laughs> I've been there, done that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's actually since then they've ceased, I believe, don't hold me to it, but I, I believe they've ceased working on that product anymore. Um, and I didn't realize how they actually set up. So they basically set it up as that it still had to be connected to Google Optimize and there was a lot of fiddling around to do and that kind of stuff, okay. from what I understand anyway. Um, but yeah, it started off as a plugging idea. Uh, I decided it wasn't the best move uh, for a support, pur- support point of view and a business point of view, really. Um, and I thought we could offer far more as, as a SaaS platform. You know, we could offer more features. Um, we could we will be tied to the updates of WordPress and whatever happens with that in the future in terms of Gutenberg and this, that, and the other. Mm. So um, it was really to keep it pretty open and flexible to what we want to do with it rather than being tied to what platforms are doing. 
Um, so, you know, you've made the decision, by the way, I think it's, it is quite a clever idea splitting this off from WordPress because the, what you're doing is in no way, shape or form necessarily connected to WordPress. Is it? I can see, I can see that there might be some benefits in terms of kind of like, you know, fiddling with permalinks and stuff like that of yeah. bolting it into WordPress, but equally, uh, if the JavaScript can handle a lot of that stuff, it's quite nice to divorce this from WordPress in a way because, you you can go after anybody with uh, any kind of website, not just a, a WordPress-based website. And although WordPress is thirty-three odd percent of the web, that still leaves about what sixty-seven <laughs> percent. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you go from? Okay, I've mind mapped this. I've brainstormed it. I've yeah. decided what should be in, what shouldn't be in in the initial, you know, in the initial release. What next? Yeah, so from there we start. I started personally uh, speak to a few friends in the industry, including yourself, and uh, speak to people I know, running the idea past them. And am I completely bonkers, or does this seem like a legit idea? Um, and the initial feedback was really good. So I was like, okay. So I sort of progressed a bit further, started to open up to people that perhaps wouldn't just tell me what I wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a few strangers. And again, the feedback was uh, fairly positive all round. Um, so it's got to the point now where we're looking to launch the pre-sale. So development started. We're at a stage where we're probably only a matter of a couple of weeks away from a working front end demo of the platform. Um, so that would be, you'd be able to like, a user would be able to click around and get a feel for it but the technical guts behind it wouldn't be there just for demo purposes you know it would just be it gives people an idea of what it looks like how it's going to feel and how it's going to work basically um so we're only a couple of weeks away from that stage which is really good we're a bit further along than i i expected because i thought we were going to be launching the pre-sale before we got to that stage um but it looks like we're going to sort of coincide a demo and the pre-sale launch um and we're going to hopefully use the pre-sale to fund the full development of the platform so we've been totally sort of upfront with that a lot of the basically all we're taking from the pre-sale is going to go straight into the development of, okay. of the platform yeah i am um... I bet there's a whole bunch of people listening to this who totally identify with the idea of, well, I had this idea uh, for a WordPress plugin or a SaaS app or whatever it is, and I talked to all my friends and, you know, everybody was really positive and what have you. Or maybe they weren't. Maybe they said this stupid idea. Stop it. Did you, um, did you, by the time that you had started asking people, were you kind of wedded to the idea? The discussion, I think, at this point is going to sort of ramble into kind of what it's like to start a SaaS app. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. Did you, um, do you think that you were so wedded to the idea that even if the, the feedback had been all right, you would have gone with it because you'd invested so much time? Because I bet that's something that a lot of people are a bit wary of. You know, if I, if I spend too much time on this, I'm going to be wedded to it. I won't be able to step away, even if everybody's shouting at me, no, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if the response come back lukewarm, then I probably certainly would have second-guessed it. And if it come back negative, I probably would have knocked it on the head, I think. Um, and the reason for that is people are always going to be fairly positive, especially when you're not asking them to buy the product or anything at all. You're literally just asking them for their thoughts on the concept. The, the next stage, which is obviously the stage we're getting to, where we're actually asking people to put their hands in their pockets and 
you know support the platform in a way obviously they get the product out of it but you know in a, in a way support the platform um that's when i think we're going to get a true feel for i guess the market whether the market really does want to see this kind of platform out there mm. um and, and i've always i'll always stand behind this as well if the worst case scenario happened and because we only want to sell 25 licenses to make this happen um if the worst case scenario happened and i couldn't sell the 25 licenses in the matter of like four weeks or six weeks i would refund the people that are paid and scrap the idea oh that's interesting so you're gonna you're going all out on a four week run um, four to six weeks yeah that's like that's kind of my estimate um and like uh, i might jinx it now but yeah four to six weeks four to eight weeks i think it's a reasonable time to try and sell 25 founding members lifetime that's members. fascinating so right you really are going all in because I, I bet that is equally another worry you know that it becomes a bit of a money suck over time and you know you might give it a, a year and during that year, it's it's leeching money away. You've got a completely different approach. I, I like it. It's really, really interesting. So you're going to have 25 founding members. Uh, and if you don't manage to uh, gather those 25 founding members within a, let's say, four to six week period, you're going to say, right, that's it. I've proven that um, that this isn't something I want to stay in in the long term, and I'll refund everybody a hundred percent of what they paid because that's really that's that's very ballsy. I think uh, I think most people would be a you know uh, how to describe it give it six months um, yeah. instead. But I, that's really novel. Um, how did you decide <laughs> to do it that way? Um, I know people might think there's some great marketing idea behind this, but to be totally frank, it's just. I have a unique way of trying to go about things. So, yeah. <laughs> in my head, I'm kind of like, well, that's a reasonable amount of time to try and get hopefully 25 people to sign up. You know, if it stretched on to like eight or 10 weeks, then I'd probably, you know, and, and ended up at 25, then I'd probably still go ahead. Um, but yeah, really like my, my full process behind it was if we struggled to get 25 people on a really good founding members lifetime deal plan, then the chances of us getting regular monthly users um, would would obviously be obviously in theory harder. Therefore, yeah, yeah. like the long term stability of the business and the platform isn't viable. Yeah, so, I, I totally um, get it. It makes perfect sense because you've set the bar of twenty. To me, when you said twenty five, I was like, oh, that's that's quite modest. You know, that seems really achievable. And then from there, if, if the really achievable target isn't met, I think that's right. And also, I think it's quite intelligent to, to sort of back away from it, to have a, a moment in time where you say, um, OK, I've tried it. I've worked really hard. I've, I've, I've pre-sold it and then I've actually sold it. You know, I've been out there telling people all about it. And then I've actually started to sell it with this really, you know, a, a significantly better deal than you're going to get if you jump in later. Um, and if I'm if it doesn't work out, I'm going to cut my losses. Yeah, move on to the next thing. Great idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's why, like you know, I'm being upfront with everyone. Um, like, say what you see is what you get, and uh, yeah, it's it's the easiest way to test the market, really. Like, and to be honest, you know, touch wood, if things go really well, we sell out with you know in a matter of days or you know a couple of weeks, then that's obviously really good insight of you know how things are doing, and I'm hoping it's kind of a market employees as well in a way because if things do go really well and say for some reason 
uh, it sells out in 24 hours. Well, straight away, we can go back to the news list, uh, the mailing list I've really built up slowly and say, look, we've sold out in 24 hours. So them, them 25 licenses are gone now, but this is what the plan's going to be. So, you know, you can sign up early, ready for the full launch. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah. I think it's obviously if I was doing this, I would probably have a very, you know, a different approach, as would anybody else doing this. They'd all have their own unique take on it. But it's it's the journey that you're telling us about here, which is really interesting. But having to make these decisions and putting lines in the sand and deciding what the number is and how many dollars need to come through the door within what time frame. And if you've never done it before, you can read all the books in the world and listen to coaches. But at some point, you've got to make the decision for yourself. And and it's 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 really interesting seeing yeah well hearing the story about you doing it. So if we if we just move away from that story for a moment and talk about where you're at with the development, are you building this yourself? Have you hired a, a developer, a team of developers? What? Let's go with that very simple question to start, and then I'll follow up. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm not building this myself because I'm not that clever. <laughs> So I, I, I've got the fundamentals, like, I, you know, I could tinker with it and probably work on it. Um, however, building it from scratch, uh, I have a developer that I've worked with um, for quite a while on client projects as well as other bits and pieces um, who I fully trust, who um, is basically going to be contracted into the business to support the platform and grow the feature requests, really. Okay, so you've got you've got a developer who's going to help you. Have you made decisions yet about where it's going to be hosted and things like that? You know, are you thinking like Google Cloud or Amazon Web Services, or or is that still too far off? Yeah, that's still a little bit in the air. Um, I think we're looking at potentially Digital Ocean okay, or yep. Vulture um, balance loaded servers on yep. a cluster. Yeah. So. Um, that way we can balance load the users and you know no one should experience a bad that, that would be the bit that i'd really that. enjoy i'd love making those decisions yeah. <laughs> okay so you've got the developer he's working on it what is the point at which it's going to be launched is it going to be ready to use or is it going to be like a proof of concept version for those first 25 because that's a that's an important decision. Do you do you spend all of your money, get it built, have it fully working and tested and then use it? Or do you spend a bit of the money, have some left over in case it goes wrong, some left over in case it goes right, and just build some of the features and kind of create a mock-up? What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, like I said, the front end has been fully funded by me thus far and will continue to do so. So whether it will be, like I say, whether we show that just before the pre-sale or we show it to the founding members only, they will get to see the the portal and how it will look and how it will feel and all that kind of stuff. Um, and what we're looking for from those early founding members is to give their feedback on that. So if they say, you know, oh, this particular feature really needs to make it into the MVP as, as a beta launch, then, you know, we can look at that. Um, if they say, oh, actually, like... I think we've done a good job with the UI and UX, but that's obviously just my opinion. But mm. I, I think we've done a really, we put a lot of time on it because it was important to me to that it looked right because I'm a bit fussy like that. Um, so we're looking for feedback on that as well. So if someone says, you know, oh, actually, you know, that button should be better over there or that kind of stuff, then again, that's the kind of feedback we're going to be looking for. Um, and then I think once we've got the feedback on the initial sort of front end of it, We'll, we'll probably be taking the vast uh, the 
vast portion of the money finishing off the development of the whole thing and then basically getting into an alpha stage um which will, uh, at that point we'll probably start taking general public pre-sales for normal plans um but at the alpha stage is when our family members are going to at least be able to get their hands on it test it all out for bugs and that kind of stuff and again provide feedback on any changes they would suggest okay um and go from there yep so the the initial 25 members and again if you're um if you're thinking about launching something like this a plugin or a sasa just really novel way of doing it isn't it this i really like it so there's going to be a, a 25 member launch but they'll get like a, a mock-up if you like and if you manage to sell those licenses you'll have generated enough revenue to press forward to get the alpha stage released and have I, have I understood right? You're then going to go for a public launch of an alpha version of the product, presumably at a discounted rate again, maybe. Um, how's that going to work? Yeah, so that's um, that's a little bit... I, I think it really depends on how much of a gradual rollout we do. Hmm. Um, I, I, I think if we get really valuable feedback from the 25 founding members and you know everything goes really well and everyone thinks we've done a fantastic job, then we'll probably go straight into a public launch right. and let people know it's an early stage product though, you know, um, and we won't be able to do any discounted plan. It'll just be the, the standard general pricing that we're looking at doing because it's quite affordable anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe we should talk about that then, the talk about the pricing. What what are your um, envisioned prices for the, for the 25 and what will your, I guess, regular pricing be anecdotally at the moment? Yeah, um, so these are subjects to change, but I think they're pretty firm from the maths I've done anyway. Um, so the early founding members club for the 25 licenses, uh, it's going to be a lifetime deal. Um, it won't be fully unlimited, but it will have a high account limit of probably around 10 or 20 domains, something like that, and um, 20 tests. So it will have really high limits for at least 90% of users. Um, and then they'll get access to the platform you know, four to six weeks before the public launch. They'll help us with the feedback. They get a private Slack channel uh, with access directly to me um, where they can provide feedback and feature requests. And they will also, moving forward, way past the general public launch, they'll get alpha access to new features before the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be $397. Okay, so 397 for the yeah. first 25 to come in. And thereafter, let's let's roll on a year and it's it's launched, it's going well. What will what will somebody like me sign up for at that point? Yeah, so this is where I've gone a bit unique again as well. Um, we don't really have your traditional set plans of if you think of your hosting plans where you, you know you got five license uh, five websites 10 and so on um we're not really following that model because i'm different clearly um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to start at 27 dollars a month um is roughly what we're aiming for and that'll include the use on one domain and running one concurrent test so if you're just a solo web owner um and you just want to do it on your own website $27 a month is all you're going to need to pay. You can use it on your domain and you can run one test at once. And then what we're going to do is offer bolt-ons. So, okay. uh, for example, this is these are the figures that we're still working on, but you could bolt on an extra domain and every single domain is going to include one extra concurrent test. Um, so say you're an agency and you pay you $27 and you say, right, okay, well, we've got 10 clients, so we need to buy another nine. Um, 
you'd pay like an extra like five dollars a month per domain okay. something like that um uh, likewise you know you might just still have one or two clients but you might be running five or six tests for each of them and you could just buy a concurrent test as well i'm with you so you've got the basic plan of 27 dollars a month with bolt-ons and it sounds like at the moment you are you're still toying around with the pricing i'm appreciating the honesty of all this by the way it's fascinating that you know you're, you're willing to not only tell us at what stage it truly is at, but also, you know, you're wrestling with these problems. You, you haven't exactly worked out what the fee is going to be, but that's what it feels like at the moment. The only the only certainty is the first 25 at 397. Have, yes. you, um, have you, like all of these new SaaS apps, have you toyed with the idea of, you know, jumping onto other platforms like AppSumo and all of the... the similar services to try and boost your numbers or is it just you personally going out there frequenting forums and facebook groups and things like that and trying to pitch it or have you yeah what what are you going to do with that in the next few weeks yeah so um i'm incredibly blessed that i've got a lot of good friends like yourself that run podcasts and other outlets on social media um so that's where i'm going to be you might see me doing a lot of q a's podcast releases um, and i'll be putting those on the website as and when they come out as well so people can go back and listen um but yeah that that's the main thing we did i did consider AppSumo. the issue with that and to be totally frank is obviously you need a finished product uh to be able to launch on there um and I wasn't fully comfortable paying the full development cost without testing the market. And I also, part of me doesn't want to support, to be, again, to be totally frank, I don't want to support sort of three, four, five thousand lifetime deal users um, for the entirety of the platform, you know, because yes. I don't think it's a viable business long term. Yeah, well, that's, you know, I, I think there's there's sense in that. Obviously, there's a lot of people who've used AppSumo and it's worked very yeah. well. But um, equally, I'm sure that there's, there's um, you know, people like yourself who've made decisions in the other direction and you just want to keep it small and tight and do it all yourself and keep a handle on it and see how it works. Um, we're recording this on the, the 9th of January. Hopefully, this episode will go out fairly soon. What is the envisaged date um that you're planning to actually roll out the the first 25 yeah so i'm trying to shoot for this is something to change but we're trying to shoot for friday the first of february okay um so that's approximately what's that three weeks and a bit today yeah um so yeah that that's when we're hoping to have the demo out there or at least like the prototype out there if you want to call it that right um and the pre-sale will go live on the Friday. So my idea is to hopefully get the prototype out at the start of that week. And then people can keep signing up to the newsletter when they obviously want to be alerted when the sale goes live. Yeah. And then, then we'll push that sale live and um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully get people sign up. Will you be running any kind of system to encourage people to promote it? You know, the, the typical system is like an affiliate system, something like that, where people get a proportion of the... The fee, I know that that's quite popular, um, to to sort of spread the message more quickly, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we will be doing an affiliate system. The exact sort of shape and size of that is a bit of an unknown at the moment. But my initial gut says we'll do an affiliate system of, for every user someone gets to sign up, they get $27. Um, it's kind of my initial gut feeling so okay. basically their first month of payment goes to the affiliates i see yeah i get you and um uh where, where can we sort of get in touch with you if we're interested in split hero what's the domain what's your email that kind of thing 
Yeah, sure. So there's a few places. Uh, the website is splithero.com, but you can also visit splithero.io. It should go to the same place, hopefully. Um, you can also email me at hello at splithero.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. The Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash splithero.io. Um, and the Twitter is just at splithero. Nice. Adam, really refreshing. Um, totally authentic and honest talk about the trials and tribulations of starting something like this. As I say, we're about three weeks out from the launch. Hopefully, by the time that this goes out, we'll have, um, you know, we'll be just before that. And maybe one or two of the people listening to this would like to go to splithero.com and sign up and so on. So thanks for talking to us today. I really appreciate that. It's been lovely to hear your honest appraisal of starting a SaaS app. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And like I say, yeah, if anyone does want to sign up to the newsletter, I don't spam people. And like I say, if anyone's got any questions, feel free to reach out, really. Um, and we'll be just keeping people updated as we go along. Great. Speak to you soon. Take care. Okay, I hope you enjoyed listening to Adam Lacey there talking about Split Hero. Why not go and sign up and become one of the first 25 founders and help steer the way that Split Hero is developed in these early stages? That'd be very cool. This episode of WP Builds is brought to you by Project Huddle. Are you still using email for client feedback? Well, there's a better way. With Project Huddle, client feedback has never been easier. Point, click and type interactive comments right on top of any website. Delegate, manage and resolve issues with your team. Get quick, clear approval from your clients. White label it and look like a pro. For 20% off, go to Project Huddle dot io forward slash wp builds and we thank all of our sponsors for helping support the wp builds podcast okay that's it all that remains for me to do is to tell you that we'll have a newsletter coming out on monday hopefully you'll get something out of that all the wordpress weekly news wrapped up inside about 15 minutes of of audio and um, if you don't manage to listen to that, maybe I'll maybe I'll catch you next Thursday for the podcast. I shall fade in some cheesy music and say bye bye for now.